on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies, and today my guest is Emmy-nominated visual effects supervisor, Leo Bovell. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's it's a pleasure. We're going to be talking about um, the special effects that you did for Queen and Slim, which was just a wonderful movie. Um, tell me, so the audience knows, what does a special effects supervisor do? Uh, well, a visual effects supervisor... Uh, what we do is we try to create or recreate um, realistic or imaginable, unimaginable um, occurrences within the camera on film. Uh, for example, uh, the more obvious would be when you're watching Game of Thrones and you see a dragon on screen or a huge tidal wave. Um, those are the more obvious things. Um, however, uh, in a film such as Queen Slim, it would be more invisible uh, kind of the effects such as a fly entering the screen or a serene shoreline of water that wasn't there that didn't exist or a, a, a very nice uh, landscape of, of mountain and, and trees and uh, blue sky. Okay, so when we think we're actually looking at the real thing, you have created uh, the scene for us. That, you know, especially because there's so many things that I look at and when I see a movie and it's like, oh, my gosh, those leaves are just amazing. The colors are just spectacular. How did they find those (laughs) during that time of year? So you're telling me they did not. (laughs) The the crew (laughs) did not. You've created it that way, which is great. How did you end up? in this this end of the business doing special effects leo um well interestingly enough i started off um i was very into uh marine biology and i've always loved science and as a um, as a kid i always still uh like to draw a lot and um at some point, I had a mentor who kind of introduced me to the medium of computer graphics. And uh, it was a merger of both, as you can think, science and art. And um, after I got uh, my first whiff of it, I just, uh, yeah, that was it for me. I moved out to California to, to learn more about the craft. And I've been doing it ever since now. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm very happy to be still doing it. So it's a perfect marriage for you of your yeah. interest doing visual in doing visual effects is a perfect marriage for you with the art and science then. So- yeah, um, there's a lot of times when you're you're doing, um, for example, you might be working on a show in outer space and you really have to get into the science of well, what 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 makes the soil on the moon look the way it does and there's a little bit of scientific research in that and then trying to translate it into pixels on a screen which is essentially art for for the audience to uh, grasp. Interesting. I had not thought about it in that way that you would you know I guess there would be a lot of research to discover especially if you're right if something is uh, not of this world uh, that you'd have to do more research. So tell me how you got actually so you you came out to LA to study or out to California to study uh 
visual effects. How difficult or easy was it for you to get into this film industry? Um, lucky enough, I had a, a, a really good, a uh, few good people who mentored me, and they had um, obviously a lot of connections uh, into the industry, um, and a few people took pity on me <laughs> to give me a, 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 a uh, an internship, and in some cases, just like a small gig or a job. And yeah, at first, it's you know you start to do a lot of the as we would say in the industry a lot of the grunt work or more uh tedious repeating tasks and eventually you work your way up to doing more creative and artistic um aspects of it uh visual effects is a very multidisciplined um field where you you have people who um they take care of the 3d and you have people who take care of the uh, what we call the 2D or compositing aspect of it, uh, if you will. That is layering all of the images together for the final result. And how long a process is that? Uh, I would say depending on the shot. I mean, for example, on Queen and Slim, uh, we, had a, we had one or two shots that took um, approximately three months and... In those three months, we had anywhere from 10 to 15 artists working on the same shot. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, it's a very meticulous uh, and labor-intensive uh, field. So okay. you, have to, you have to love the craft. You have to be passionate about it. Um, if not, uh, it definitely shows in your work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think... And, yeah. <laughs> I think that's true for any any profession, but yes, obviously there. So talk, let's talk about Queen and Slim. So um, this movie came out not that long ago, and um, it's a really interesting story. Do you want to give the uh, the plot of this movie so people understand what we're talking about when we talk about Queen and Slim? Um, so Queen and Slim, and it's interesting you ask that question because I've I've. I've heard multiple interpretations of it, but the, the basic plot of this movie is we have this couple um, who are essentially discovering themselves, discovering what love is, but they're, they're also on the run from um, the police, from the police. Um, and during the film, you're, you're somewhat, you're inclined to take sides of, of who's right and who's wrong. And it's really, it's really a love story in all honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, or, uh, as some people uh, categorize it as a modern day version of, of, of Bonnie and Clyde. Exactly. That's what I was just thinking as you were talking. (laughs) So yes. I agree. You're right. I, I also, it is a love story. Uh, bottom line, it's a love story. So, um, because this couple goes on the run, um, and, and, and they go on the run again. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? How they, how, why they end up on the run and how they become heroes? Oh, sure. Well, you know, the, the couple, they, we start off basically, they're, they're, they're discovering each other on a first date. And, um, it was a, a, a case of misunderstanding where, um, 
uh, we have a couple who they come into contact with the police, and obviously we touch a sensitive topic of interaction between African Americans and um, police in America. And this is one of the topics that we definitely, that is definitely um, um, spoken uh, to in the film. And um, there's just a misunderstanding between both parties. And it evolves into a a, um, a tragic incident, um, which forces uh, the couple to then go on the run. So in the visual effects department, so what did you have to do on Queenie Slim? You said there was one scene that would take over three months. So tell me what kinds of things you did. Because, you know, it's interesting when we see all the big action films and you're seeing, you know, as a, you know, a James Bond film or a Star Wars or everything. We know there, you know, about the visual effects and all of that and what we're looking at is not real and blah, blah, blah. But when you see a film that is more of an intimate movie, a story, you know, more um, plot-driven uh, type of love story, um, we're not as aware of the visual effects in this. So can you enlighten us a little bit, Leo, about what kinds of things that were on the screen that we would not be aware that it was being, um, you know, that, that were visual effects rather than actually the real thing that we were looking at? Gotcha. Um so I, I think we can we can talk about the incident between the cop. Um, for example, in that scene on the day you're shooting, there's um, lens uh, lens flares uh, shining into the camera. So there's kind of cleaning that up because sometimes you have so much light coming into the camera, is creating these lens artifacts that are, that are obscuring the actors' uh, faces. So there's a little bit of sometimes just removing those and, and recreating the actor's face for said frames because ultimately we're in the film, you know, you're watching the movie and you need to be able to read the emotion on their faces. Um, there's creating the snow because obviously sure our scene takes maybe, you know, two minutes to go from beginning to end. However, um, you know, that scene might have been shot for over the period of a day or two days. So during that scene, the snow is falling. So if you think about it, snow falling at a consistent rate over, you know, two days isn't normal. (laughs) So again, visual effects, we have to come in and we have to add snow in, falling snow, snow on the ground to keep it consistent throughout the scene so that the viewer believes this is happening right now within that moment um um again enhancing some of the blood obviously and then adding uh effects to to simulate that a gun was just shot Mm. you know you get the flash from the gun you get a spurt of blood um coming from the officer um and, and and really if for these movies our job is to just get in and enhance and keep things consistent so that the viewer is never pulled out of the story they believe this is happening right now in this moment right and and that's so important because you you're exactly right we don't want to be taken out of what we're watching we want to be immersed in what we're watching 
so that's really interesting. I hadn't really thought about it that way. What, what so you've worked? So what other scenes um, would you that that you worked on in Queen and Slim? I mean, the, the final scene. Let's talk about not to give anything away from the film, but <laughs> um, can we talk? Is, was I'm sure there were visual effects in that final scene. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so the final scene, which is our climax, of course. Um, and, uh, this is definitely a scene where you want by now the audience is so invested, you know, they're so invested. And, um, again, uh, this final scene you're shooting over multiple, you know, multiple days and, and trying to get everything, um, in sync and, and, and perfect. So obviously from morning to sunset, the clouds are changing. Um, so for visual effects, it's us going in and creating a consistent sky, uh, so that we all feel this is happening within the same time frame. Uh, we also did some, uh, foliage enhancement, uh, placing uh, palm trees so that we felt they were in the location they needed to be in, uh, creating uh, um, landscapes so we could see uh, a nice backdrop and beautiful sunset of the ocean. Um, and then there's the more beefy stuff where obviously our characters, um, you know, it, it comes to a tragic end for them. And for us, it's all about enhancing that moment. Um, you know, having... Uh, if you're watching a film and having an actor just kind of fall from an imaginary gun hit or bullet doesn't quite work. So in visual effects, we'll go in, we'll add the hit, you know, the imprint on the shirt with the blood splatter, um, blood dripping from, from the actor as they move around or squirm. Um, you know, they're subtle and if it's done really well, it's invisible, but, uh, it, the job is to just impact and enhance the performance that the actor is already bringing, right? Um, cause they're doing such a good job and you're just there to basically give your your small little sprinkles on top to, to sell the scene. Absolutely fascinating. I, I've, this is, I mean, I've never talked to anyone who does visual effects before, so this is really fascinating to have this discussion and really learn all the little things that we're not aware of as, you know, someone just observing the film, so it's really interesting. Thank you, Leo, for you know getting giving us those little details. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Jam Price Show all about movies, and today my guest is Emmy Nam nominated visual effects supervisor Leo Bovell and we're talking about uh, the new film Queen and Slim and the visual effects for that but you've worked uh, you also have worked um, on some major television shows too how different is it to work on television versus working on a movie is it any different at all or it or is it um it it used to be <laughs> it used to be where um uh television the turnaround time was a little bit uh um shorter um you know for television you're looking at um anywhere from uh 4 months uh from the beginning of the, from the beginning of turnover which is when production is finished shooting and they give us all the, all of the plates and stuff so we can add our visual effects and you're looking at anywhere from 1 to 4 months typically um and now with 
the push on, you know, from all of the streaming platforms. Um, everything is kind of the same now. The timelines are relatively the same. I would say what, what, uh, the biggest difference, if there is, it's, it's mainly, um, budget. It's budget, and uh, yeah, that's 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 about it. But pretty much TV, because of of uh, all of the streaming platforms, TV and and feature has uh, definitely uh, aligned in terms of of uh, time time and the amount of work you're doing um, and the type of work you're doing. It's it's all the same if you think about it. Uh, the average TV show you watch now has a lot of visual effects uh, in it, where you do get these grand shots of a whole neighborhood being flooded or um, if you or uh, placing a man on the moon. Um, one of the shows we work here uh, on that we work on here at Mavericks is the expanse. And this show is, if you know, if there are any fans out there who watch it, it's all about outer space and people traveling through the galaxy. Uh, and, and we, you know, we bring a feature, we bring a feature film quality to all of the visual, the visual effects on that uh, TV show. So they're they're pretty much the same at this point. Interesting. So you, you worked on uh, The Handmaid's Tale, which is, has had many many accolades and won many many awards. What, what 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 can you tell us a little bit about working on that particular show and um, what special effects you did on that show that we should be looking for when we go to <laughs> binge watch it? <laughs> okay. Um, Handmaid's Tale. It's it's a it's a fantastic show, by the way. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a fantastic show. Um, and the, um, the crew and the post-production facility, which is, uh, take five, they're very gracious and, and Bill holiday. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're a gracious group of people. Um, that, that particular, um, drama is, is, it's amazing to work on. Um, the visual effects in it again are, uh, pretty much invisible or we, we want them to be invisible. I would say most recently last season, one of the bigger sequences we did was, um, uh, there's a, um, gathering in DC at the, the Lincoln Memorial. And, uh, on the day, obviously when we were there and we were shooting, um, for the specific shot, we needed to have thousands of handmaids, um, on the location, basically almost rivaling, um, um, uh, the million man March. Um, and, uh, on the day, it was very challenging because there are a lot of people who are fans of the show, so they showed up on location um, to see, uh, you know, because they said, hey, you know, Hamage is there. Some people actually thought it was a protest, so they showed up in full costume. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be exciting. <laughs> yeah, and and the the challenge to it as well is um, usually uh, when you're shooting, you're on a closed set, and because it was a national park, we didn't have any control of that. So there are times where um, we're in video village. That's the area usually where. Um, the, you have some TV monitors feeding what the camera is shooting so that the um, director and other people who need to see what's being shot can look at. Um, you're there and there are fans behind you breathing down your neck or behind the cameraman and you got to kind of tell them to step back. So while we were shooting, there's there, you know, at least a crowd of a thousand people or more 
just kind of around. So um, one of the challenges now when we got back and we actually had to put a thousand handmaids in is one, we had to remove all of these people (laughs) (laughs) who were running all over the place. Yeah, we had to remove all of them and then kind of basically create uh, an empty memorial. An empty memorial that our camera was moving around and then uh, digitally recreate actors or handmaids um, with, you know, realistic costume, realistic cloth that's blowing in the wind, hair, skin um, of all different uh, races and, and then place them back in the shot and have them animate to, to match the dialogue and uh, what's going on inside of the scene. So, you know, the end result was beautiful. When you look at the shot, a lot of it looks like they closed the memorial down and we had thousands of handmaids uh, there lining up. Um, and uh, yeah, it's something uh, that we were we here at Mavericks were very proud of. Um, I think it looks fantastic. Uh, the other thing too is obviously we had to destroy uh, the statue, the Lincoln statue. And that's one of the things we also did um, in visual effects where we captured all of the measurements and, and data and recreated the uh, the statue and the, the actual uh, memorial in on the computer in 3D. Um, lit, uh, we lit it in uh, on the computer to match what the real world would look like, gave it the same colors and textures and everything. And then we uh, did a few simulations of if we were to take a sledgehammer and start to destroy the actual statue um and uh yeah the result is is it was amazing it it looks like it was a post a post world where the uh memorial was destroyed and vandalized essentially absolutely amazing my 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 jaws dropped (laughs) to the floor uh that's just incredible how long did it take you to complete the visual effects for that scene? I mean, it sounds like an awful lot went into just that scene. So how long did it take you to put that together, Leo? Um, so that sequence, I think, was about, um, if I'm correct, yeah, I think it was about 12 to tw- uh, 15 shots in total. Um and uh, I think from beginning of shooting until we finished um, the effects, it was roughly about two months. Um, and and sometimes, you know, obviously sometimes you would want more time, but production also has their schedule because they need to get all the sound and, and, and coloring grading done because people want to binge watch. People want right. to binge watch their shows. So everyone's given it a limited amount of time. Um, but yeah, I would say it, it took us a roughly about two months from beginning to end. Just for that scene alone? Yeah, just for that scene alone. Wow. So how long to do a whole, um, you know, show? Just to do an entire show um, doing the visual effects on Handmaid's Tale? How long does it usually take to do it? Is that an unusual scene that you just described uh, that generally uh, wouldn't have that much, uh, as much to do um, on others, in other scenes? Or is that kind of typical with... Uh, uh, it, it, it's it's typical. The, the fun thing about visual effects is um, you just never know what to expect. Uh, so what you sometimes on a show, what you might think is the typical thing becomes not the typical thing. And then they ask for something a little bit more ambitious. Um, 
and 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 that's what we like. Um, but that is a typical shot. And for the whole for for um, handmaids, we usually we're usually on the show for about uh, four to five months. For one four segment. To five months. For one segment. No, for for no for 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 the entire show. Oh, for the entire show. All uh, eight. Eight. They do yeah, eight depending. at a time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, eight episodes. Eight yeah. episodes at a time. Wow, that's amazing. That's really amazing. Wow, it's fascinating. I mean, this has been a wonderful discussion, and I thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure, Leo. Thank you for having me. You're very Thank you welcome. for having me. Um, I, I hope I was able to enlighten you and some of your fans about uh, the work that goes into uh, some of these uh, TV shows and films. Well, you certainly have. I'll say I, I, I've learned a lot so I, 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 that I had was not aware of. So it's, kind of, it's very exciting. It's very interesting. It really is. So thank you so much. If you would, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Jam Prize Show, all about movies. And my guest today has been Emmy-nominated visual effects supervisor Leo Bovell. And we've been talking about the new movie uh, Queen and Slim, and also The Handmaid's Tale. You can listen to the Jam Prize Show, all about movies, anywhere, anytime on the iHeart Podcast Network, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and on your smart TV. Also, you can go to thejamprice.show.com to listen to archive shows and to listen or watch the Price Movie Minute movie reviews. Thank you for listening. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio, Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show.